Welcome, welcome to episode 45 of the No Hangover Podcast, coming to you live from quarantine, baby. Quarantineville. We're on lockdown. Yes, sir. But we came to give you the report on what's going on in our lives lately and uh, something world in the world of music and other things that we talk about. Beautiful way to put it, Eric. Beautiful way to put it. If you don't know where to find us, we are on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. We are making our way back to YouTube. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play. Um, check out our playlists that are on Spotify. We now have 10 or 11? 11. We have 11 now. Check those out. If you don't have Spotify, you can check them out on uh, Eric's personal page on Apple Music. And that is? At Eric underscore Ponte 34. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're on social media on Instagram at No Hangover Podcast. If y'all want to link with us, that's the place to find us. DM us comment on the pics like the pics subscribe to the page uh like i said any suggestions that y'all have that's where you can find us um am i missing anything e uh no thank you for your listening guys we appreciate it yes yes the energy will be higher this time eric i've been i was kind of low too but uh i I think it was still a good episode (laughs) oh for sure a little bit more laid back if you know what i mean Uh, yeah i was laid back brownie I'm gonna be. Uh-huh. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Um, I've been sober for the past five days now. I don't have a problem. It's just something that I do. Didn't know this. This was gonna be a confessional episode. It's not. I mean, I feel like if you know me, that's pretty common knowledge. But for not those a lot of don't. people know me. Yeah, every year. I mean, not every year. This is the fourth year now that my birthday's on the 21st of April. Three weeks into the month, so this is the fourth year that your birthday has been on the twenty-first of April. This That's is uh, <laughs> <laughs> the fourth year that I've been that I've just like cut out like weed and alcohol. Well, last year, like every year, I've been cutting out the weed, but last year I cut out the weed and I was just drinking way too much. So this year I decided to do the weed and the alcohol because I felt like how that was just like counterproductive in what I was trying to do. Right. So now. I mean, you're eliminating one vice. Yeah, but I feel like one is worse than the other. And the one that was worse, I was True. doing more of. Yeah, but you went into the mindset of that you're going to be disciplined on one, yeah, not the other. So you're not wrong for doing the other, but I'm sure you indulged more in the other because you didn't have. Thanks for trying to justify what you really doing. love. You know, I'm just breaking you. it down to the people for you. That's all <laughs> I'm trying to do. I appreciate it. So Again, yeah, go ahead. Five years or five years, five days sober. We're proud of I you. I got 16 more days We're to gonna go. Keep, we're going to keep motivating you to push to that 21st day you know what i mean thanks again thanks. this is episode 45 of the no hangover podcast um i feel like this is familiar territory for us drake came out with another song so we are going to talk about it it sucked it is the Tusi slide it sucked it's catchy it's a tiktok hit i wouldn't even say it's catchy though it is catchy eric you just don't like it yeah, but it's still not catchy. Like the, <laughs> <laughs> but the, like the Drake, half of Drake's discography is catchy. What are you talking about? Okay, and that's on the half that is not catchy. <laughs> that shit was caca. You think? Am but I like the only one that thinks that's catchy. You would think. I'm sure a lot of people think it's catchy because there's already people on TikTok and on Instagram and doing all the dance, his little dance to it. But like, it's a hit. Like you, I don't know. Like, I feel like if Drake was gonna do something like that, you think he would just like it would be a little better. It just really seems like he's bored like everybody else in quarantine and just like, you know what, I'm just gonna flex my fucking giant ass mansion and do a little dumbass dance and it's gonna catch because well, nobody's got the of it is what people like right now. That TikTok shit is like it's simple, but like I don't know. It I don't know. I just feel like it was for Drake. And I mean we put him on a high standard because like, you know, we he's, he's more out yeah, of him. but 
and it looked like he was trying to rob his own house. He had he was masked <laughs> up. Like whole, he was masked up the whole time. There's that dude, random dude on the couch. It's like it looked like they broke into his mansion. Well, and they were just shooting the, a video. It plays into the rapper's image, obviously, and he's trying to flex Nike because he's a Nike boy. He makes a lot of money. Even if you look at the video, there's a part where it cuts to his table and there's a big ass Nike box yeah, on the table. Yeah. So he's gonna stay promoting Nike as long as he's fucking with them. But um, I thought the video was pretty hard. The dance, uh, yeah, the, the dance fucking. is simple as fuck. He flexed like a motherfucker with the house. The thing that got me was the lounge that he had next to his indoor pool. Like mm-hmm. a little lounge area. There's a couch, a little well, table. Let's, let's start it from the top because it starts in the trophy room. Yeah. He's looking at all those billboard awards that he that he's won. The he Grammys. has his three Grammys yeah. in the case. And then we go into like what's like a foyer. I was going to say like foyer, right bro. You're thinking of my that's, wavelength, That's what guys. it is. He goes into the foyer. That shit's like all marble. He's, that's where he starts to dance. And then he ends up in the kitchen. Or no, he goes. It's like a kitchen living room. It's like an open plan kitchen. Yeah. We can't even describe it. That shit is just. It's feel like it's beyond our comprehension. It's too rich for us. It really is. But then he like <laughs> smacks the camera and he ends up in a dark room with a Snoop Dogg. Um, yeah. It's like a hallway. Picture. I think Puff is on there too. Mm-hmm. I'm missing some other people that Prince was on there as well. Music icons. Yeah, his music icons. And then we segue into the indoor pool. And I'm going to let you take over from there. She was dope. It was big. Long. It looks like an... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Pause. That shit looks like an Olympic-sized pool in his house. And then it's got that little... That's probably what I would chill chill the most is that little lounge area. That shit is dope. The lighting is insane. I feel like the whole entire house is marble from indoor to outdoor. That shit is just... It's a fucking fortress. It really is. It's uh, it's a fortress. It's... Does the pool inside go to the pool outside? Somehow. It's probably got like a lazy river connecting that shit. I'm sure. I wouldn't doubt it. The embassy. We only got to see like, you know, certain cuts of the house, but... Um, at the end when he blasts off the fireworks too, that shit is crazy. It's like the icing on top. I wonder if that's like already built into his house or like he. That's what I was thinking. I'm sure it is. Why not? No, he's got a fucking indoor basketball court with a full fucking scoreboard. All that. Shit. You know, there's a lounge area. In oh the, yeah, top so upstairs. You can fuck it, yeah. It's like a little loft. It's like it's like a it's like a a club seating. Like yeah. a fucking if you were to go to an arena, that's the what boy. that shit looks like. The boy got it. <laughs> Didn't they have a helicopter in that shit too? At one point, he was in the helicopter watching the fireworks. Yeah, it's it was like a bird's eye view of the it's house. A fucking flex and a half. He it, like I said, it just seems like he's just bored and it's like you know what? Well, he kind of. I'm flexed. Drake. Let's fucking make a video, make it go viral, make some fucking money off this shit. Call it a day for sure. He kind of flexed in the uh, when to say when video too on the back half with um, uh, Chicago freestyle when it cuts to that and he's in the Bashukin. The what? A Bashukin? What is that? The Rolls Royce Bashukin. Uh, the no, car. And he shit. pulls out the garage and shit like that. It was like a, a light flex too of the house. I think. But back to the song 2C Slide. You feel like it's a TikTok directed song all the way? You feel like he reached for that? Um, Yeah. I mean, it might, it, like more of a social media. It might be directed to TikTok, but I mean, that's just going to make its rounds. Well, on social media yeah. in general, but I mean... TikTok is the biggest social media app right now. Yeah. I think it has Facebook. I mean, not Facebook, Instagram. Twitter. Twitter, too. I don't know. Twitter, but Twitter is like everything. You get posts from TikTok, from Instagram, from everywhere on Twitter. Like, Twitter is a universal thing. Right. I feel like it's I feel like Instagram is, too, but I understand what you're saying about Twitter. Twitter is a dark place, too. Golly. 
It is a dark place. Have you gone down a rabbit hole on Twitter? Jesus it's Christ. It's been a minute. I go, go down rabbit holes on Instagram. I feel like it's I easier to on Instagram because you go to the explore page. Twitter doesn't really have an explore page. Like They have like the trending shit, but like... Yeah, Instagram, you go to the explore page and pick one picture, and then you and then, end up 60 pictures down. Like, like Jesus Christ, fuck. pressing back like 50 times. Like, How the fuck did this happen? Not only that, but I hate when you get 60 pictures down and you accidentally like hit the top. And it goes all and the it way goes back all up. way to the top, and you got like fuck. Now you got to go all you got all that fucking all work for back. nothing. Honestly, fuck it. At that point, I'm just like, well, I guess I saw all I needed to see, and I'm just usually, go to the next thing or just turn off my phone, click it off, and go usually, to something else. Usually, I'm I'm like that too. Well, Drake dropped a single. We've been talking about that. Do you think that is um, a preview for an album that should be coming soon, or you think that's going to be de- delayed because of the what we're going through with Corona and all that? I mean, he didn't ever really have a like set date, though. He was talking about well, he's album like, coming soon, whatever. Like, what? When his? When was it? When did he end? Money in the grave is when he was first started talking about it around that time. But even when he was on tour, he was talking about it too. Oh yeah, he's always talking about but, it. But I mean, he never really had a set date, so we don't really know if it's going to be delayed or not, but that is true. But I I mean, I guess people haven't really been putting out shit like that. Well, I mean, which is something, like to me it's kind of weird. I mean, I guess not weird. It makes sense, but they you can't would think make money. They can by streaming. Yeah, obviously, everybody's in the house and people are going to listen to music, yeah. so it seems like it's a great time, but they can't get on the road and promote it, do media runs, tour. Uh, pop up at events at club like they can't yeah. do all that type of stuff to make their their money yeah. that's how a lot of rappers make their money on appearances on, and on shit. appearances being on the road shit like that well now it's time to be a real musician make some good music and this is where we're gonna start weeding out fucking bad artists i mean yeah that's a good point because because a lot of the music uh, a lot of it's it not in the a image. lot of rap is personality now you can't really sell that i mean you could sell it but you can't give it like you can't have that personal face to face exactly so if your music sucks now, now we're gonna see where you're really. It's gonna you're gonna start hurting a little bit. How do you feel about all these like, inst- IG live challenges that have been happening, like Scott Storage against Manny Fresh? That's fun. I mean, it's fun. It, I mean, it, it kind of, for me at least, it like because uh, who was it? We were just talking about the Lil John and T Pain. Mm-hmm. There's there's some songs that I know that Lil John would produce on. So right. like it, it kind of you know, opens or makes you see you know. Uh, what's the word I'm looking? Not makes you see, but you re- start realizing, you know, how much people, certain people, like a little John, for example, you know, how, you see the how different type of song, yeah, how big their uh, their discography is, and you know what they've worked on and produced and this, that, whatever. So right. I feel like it's interesting, it's fun, but I mean, that's what you you got to fucking right with this social distancing shit and quarantine in a weird way. I feel like it's bringing people together, social media wise at least, because you have so many different figures. I mean, on like a celebrity standpoint coming together and either challenging each other or just what Tory Lanez is doing like mm-hmm. quarantine TV just acting the fool yeah. and bringing celebrities on there like it's cool to see that part you know what I'm saying people yeah. are, he had Drake on there he had Drake the had weekend Brown. was the he weekend had, was commenting on the shit when the weekend went on too did he I think so yeah oh shit I didn't know that he had Justin Bieber on there for real French Montana's on there he's like Montana He's probably like the most relevant thing right now in that space. Cause he's yeah, I mean, we talked about him not too long ago that he's kind of, he's launching himself into that, uh, not into a, a Drake conversation, but into, uh, he's, he's, bra- he's breaking out of like a, a strictly rapper and stri- uh, break, breaking out of that box. Well, Chicks the- Tape 5 helped him do that because it was mainstream. 
Yeah. He's been singing for a while, but not like on a mainstream level. So I feel like Chicks Tape 5 helped like push that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Catapult him into that that lane in a sense. But he's been doing it for a minute. But I feel like he's now getting into the public eye more. And I he's, agree. He's becoming more relevant in that and not just seen as a rapper. I agree. Yeah. He's as a more complete artist. He's put out music at a steady yeah. rate since he dropped his first official album, I told you, in 2017. Was that 2016? I think it's 2016, yeah. Because Drake disses him on the rest of 2016. <laughs> Let's see. I told you it was his first album, and, and since then he's been yeah, 2016. putting out music consistently. I'm not really a big fan of Tory Lanez, but, you know, good, good, I mean... Would you like some doing. songs from him? Yeah. yeah, I don't have anything against him. I think, I mean, I think he's better than a lot of rappers. I'm, I'm not, I don't like him because I, like I, I don't too. dislike him because I don't like his music. I just don't really listen to him like that. I think All he's right. nice. He's got, he he does his thing. He's very versatile, but I just doesn't really catch my attention like that. Right. That's the thing too. Like, I like a lot of art. There's a lot of artists that I don't really listen to that I like, and then. People might take that as, oh, well, you don't, I don't like them because, or because I don't listen to them because I don't like them. It was like, no, that's not necessarily true. I just, there's certain things that I like to listen to, certain artists that I already, you know, right. I'm already in, like, I've invested time into their music and shit like that. And other people that they're not bad, they just don't catch my ear. Right. Like, uh, like Nas, for example. I'm not really a big fan of Nas. I'm not saying he's bad. I don't think he makes bad music. He just never really caught my ear like that. He's considered one of the greatest rappers of all time. It's just not no, my flavor. No, no. Watch what you're saying over there. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, give credit, bad, boy, I gave credit where credit is due. But nah, Nas is one of the greatest of all time, but he is an acquired taste for some people. So I agree with that. As most artists or music is, music yeah. subjective. But I got Very. a question for you. Somebody that you do like, Tyler, the creator. Somebody that I like or a group that I like, Griselda, West Side Gun being the main one, is coming out with a project and Tyler is supposed to be featured on one really? of the songs. Oh, and shit. he also produced one. So I'm very interested to see what that clash of sound will be like. What do you think on that? I mean, I think Tyler Creator is a fucking musical genius. But I don't really I haven't I don't know. Well think West about Side Gun is he's he's isn't he like the He's, He's more of like the yeah the uh, behind the scenes guy, right? For for Griselda. Now he kind of he he made Griselda what they are. He was the front man at first. He popped first, but he's not the best rapper in the group. He's more of the artistry, uh, fashion guy. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? He's more the personality the image, on the track too. The image that's what he gives you, like the the, the noises and the, yeah. he'll say cool lines here and there, but he's not the rapper rapper. You know what I'm saying? But he still is like. The model for that sound. Yeah. So you've heard Benny, you've heard Conway, you've heard a little bit of uh, West Side Guns. So you kind of have yeah. a, a feeling of what that sound will be like. So match that with Tyler's sound. Because Thing if you the, think about the, I'm sorry to cut you off. You think yeah. about the the beats that Griselda raps on. They're very like gritty. They're gritty, but they're also well produced and layered. They yeah. have Alchemist. They have Derringer. So there's some beats that will really catch mm-hmm. your attention. And I feel like Tyler can like give them something that'll like really that they'll really take off on. I feel like he'll give him more of like an instrumental feel. Like right. he'll, he'll play more with like the, with the chords and with the drums right. and shit like that. And that's and, what excites me about yeah. those two coming together. 
That should be interesting. Do they have a release date for that shit or? Soon, soon. Uh, actually, I can tell you right now. I'll tell you what it's called. But it is West Side Gun. Um, and he is a part of Griselda. Griselda. I don't know why that sounds like an, like an EDM type shit to me. Griselda? Yeah. You know who Griselda is? Griselda de Blanco? It's uh-huh. like she's a very famous drug dealer. Oh, like shit. Pablo Escobar time. Yeah, she was big yeah. time. She was savage too. She killed a lot of fucking people. But um, it's called Pray for the Pray for Paris. It's the name of the EP, and it's coming out uh, April seventeenth. Oh, sounds like two weeks. Yeah, a week and a half. And Virgil, anybody who knows who Virgil is, creative director for Versace. No, Louis Vuitton. Wrong. <laughs> he I also created Off White. <laughs> he was Kanye West's like protege. He uh, designed the cover of the album. So let me see. Oh shit, that's kind of hard. Yeah, those are all of West Side's chains. So it's a picture of like, uh, how would you say? He's not an angel, a Roman, I don't know. It's kind of, it has that like, uh, like that medieval type yeah, of Yeah, it's like a medieval type of painting feel. type shit. Right. Renaissance type painting. Yeah. The Renaissance. Go look for it yourself, West Side Gun on Instagram. I'm sure you can pull up the image, the name of the upcoming EP is Pray for Paris. Um, I'm a big fan of Griselda in general, West Side Gun too. So I'm excited to see what that's going to be like. The Butcher coming. The Butcher coming. He's feel, probably my favorite off of it. Yeah. I feel like he's everybody's favorite right yeah. now. He's the he's the star out of the group. Didn't he, didn't, wasn't, what, he put a post not too long ago that he was trying to get a song with Drake? They have one. They do? Yeah. I think they're waiting to just push the button uh-huh. on that. Honestly, that'd be Drake is such a big artist. It moves <clears throat> off his timing. Do you think? I don't know. I feel like I don't know how that would sound. I'm sure it's gonna sound good, but it's very it's two different styles. Drake can get in that bag though. He can't go too far with it. That's what I'm he saying. Can get in that bag. Yeah, Benny the Butcher. He's fucking right, but that offers protection for for Drake. So Drake could go on a song. And kind of talk about that content because he's on the song with Benny the Butcher. It's not going to be looked at as him trying to reach as much, in my opinion, because he's already offering to that fan base. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a bad song. Everybody, like, and I've been even seeing on Twitter, like, that, what is it, Tootsie Slide, whatever the fuck, Mm -hmm. saying that he can't miss. I still. For some people, he can't. Some he people, yeah, it's okay it's, to admit. He's undeniable. It's okay to admit when someone makes a bad song or when someone does something wrong, even though they're great and one of one of the greatest. Everybody makes mistakes, right? I don't think it's a bad song. I just don't think it's a great song, and I think he could do way better. I don't think it's terrible, but I think it's like child's play in a sense, for sure. But back to the point that I was trying to get, I just don't know. Like, and like. I think it's going to be good, but I, there's kind of that doubt that is is their sound going to clash? Like, is it going to be? Because that is a possibility. Because uh, what's it called? Didn't what song or what album recently was? Uh, Benny the Butcher was on Russ's album. Yeah, and it was like I thought it was going to be a little bit harder, and it was not like I didn't really like the song that much. So I don't. I just don't like if they're going to try and do something like that. I don't think it's going to be a good song because I just don't think it's in Benny the Butcher's bag like that. Right. I understand what you're trying to say. Like. That song, it doesn't have a lot of replay value f- for me, but I liked it for the reason that you don't. I liked it that Benny the I liked that Benny the Butcher tried to do something a little different. He kind of went to Russ's world mm-hmm. versus Russ trying to come to his world, which is a little bit more unbelievable than Benny trying to get into that pocket and talk about women, which he was talking about on the song. 
versus Russ trying to do a Griselda song and talk about work that he hasn't put in. I don't think that would go well. But I understand what you're trying to yeah. say. Like, it's not, it wasn't a great song because you mm. we know what we want out of Benny. We want that, that energy. And when we don't get it, it's yeah, like, I just feel like when appealing. it when it comes to like, when you're mixing two artists like that, I, you, like, I get what you're trying to do when you're trying to, you know, show off your versatility and show that you can do the other thing. But I feel like with things like that, when you have two artists that are so like, on the not on the opposite side of the spectrum, but like very like like a Russ who was more you know more singy. He does the singy rap shit, and when right. you have a rapper like Benny the Butcher who is straight bars in your face, and that shit's hard as fuck. You got to find some type of middle ground to really make a good song, and find the middle between the the singy rappy shit and the hard bars and shit. And boom, right. And I just I don't know with that Russ song, I didn't really feel like they they had it. Maybe with Drake they'll be able to find it. I who hope knows? so. I hope so. I hope it lives up to the hype. I want to see Drake get in that rap bag, though. I don't want to see him do no fucking hook or make that shit a R&B song. We'll I want to see. see that nigga come we'll out. We'll see. What if, what if he is Arr, just on the hook? ferocious on the motherfucking track. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if he's just on the hook, though. I wouldn't be surprised either because he could do it all, but it would be great to see him lay a nice verse down. Him and, him and Benny go bar for bar. I don't know if Drake can go bar for bar with Benny the Butcher, though. I don't know if Benny can go bar for bar with Drake. Really? Really. Why is that? I think Drake has a wider range of what he could talk about than Benny can. I feel like Benny is one dimensional, but it's great. And I love it. <clears throat> and I really don't want him to do anything else. But Drake could talk about other things than, than Benny can, in my opinion. Hmm. I think Benny will always be more grittier, though. See, maybe, and that's just me then. Like, when I think of when you're going bar for bar from someone, I'm thinking about, like, fucking hard-hitting shit like fucking in-your-face type shit i'm not really thinking like the fucking the fun wordplay that drake has and the fucking right, right, right. fun metaphors and shit that like i'm thinking like yeah I don't bah, think, like uh. hey, i get what you mean i don't think in that sense i don't think drake can outgritty him it's just no, impossible he doesn't not come from that environment you can just feel you can feel it in benny's voice and his delivery when he raps that's just automatic. You know what I'm saying? The butcher so, coming. Like, he's over yeah, coming to get you. It's, ah, it's a different it type sounds of like, energy. It's like some type of fucking, like, slasher movie type shit. Like, he's about to come fuck you up. It's a different type of energy. But Drake will try. I mean, we'll he, see. He matches, I mean, he matches up pretty well with anybody. I mean, the thing is, the thing that, and Juicy J's not really on that level, but when they did the shit remix, like, it's mm-hmm. it's more of a fucking gritty, in-your-face right. type shit. And Drake, I think he has the better verse on there than Juicy J. Yeah, but what he does lyrically yeah. on that verse he is He does crazy. kill that shit. He, he fucking it. kills that shit. Juicy's grittiness and what the content what he's talking mm-hmm. about and the way he flows on the beat is tough too. But what Drake says, oh my god, he really does kill that shit. And see, and that's why, like, that's why it's such a like, like I want it to be good. I think it's going to be good because of what we've seen, like shit right. like that. But it's so there's always that, you know, it, it, they might just re- he just might revert to the just being on the hook, doing like had, dropping like a right. little like six bar verse and bow. That's and to it. be honest. Uh, out of fear of Benny looking better on better than him on the track, he might do. Whose that. track is it though? Is it Drake's or Benny the Butcher's? We don't know. We don't know. I how I think it should go is I think it should be Benny's record. I think it it's it'll be better. It'll it'll be more beneficial for Drake if it's Benny's record because I think it's easier for him to capture that audience if he goes to that world versus Drake bringing Benny to his. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It gives Drake some type of like street cred or street respect. Same thing with the future shit that he would do. I feel like he would say certain things on records with future that he wouldn't normally say on his own album or his own song. 
because now he's catering to a yeah. different fan base. So it's going to be accepted and digested differently. And he can do that. He really he can, do, can it. do no wrong. Right. And I think that's why he throws the alley-oops that he throws out because he's chasing that fan base and it looks better if he's on their record. Yeah. Little baby. I mean, the Migos. Wham, wham, wham. Let's go on. Baby. Migos said they're going to put out a mixtape. Go back right. to old Migos. Right before Culture yeah. 3. I'm kind of, I'm a little excited for it. I'm not excited, but I kind of want to hear, I kind of want to hear what it's going to sound like. If they're going to like go back to like mixtape Migos and yeah, that type of shit, then that would be fucking nice. Yeah. I mean, I think, I feel like we always look forward to a Migo release. It's become I'm not looking. Cutter. I'm not looking forward to Culture 3. But you listen to it. I'll listen to it, but I'm not looking forward to it. I'll listen to a lot of shit, though. And just, just because it's out and, you know, it's, was right. it's it's what new. we talk about and shit. So, uh, yeah, I, I have to, you know, keep my finger on the pulse. But And the off chance that you might like it, too. There'll be a, there, there, yeah, for sure. There's going to be songs on there. Like, but like, I, like we've talked about this before, like Culture 1 and Culture 2 is the exact same album. I literally well, culture one's better, but I, yeah, they modeled well, because it the I same. feel like culture one is better because it, it was the it's first, first yeah. and it's like <laughs> it was like oh shit, like their first album, like all the hype around it, all the fucking like oh shit, and then you know they try to like you said it was cookie cutter, they try to you know replicate Recreate, that shit, yeah. and it's just like okay, well I've heard this already before, and the first one was probably better. I like more songs off it, it has a bigger song on it, so mm-hmm. I mean. Right. I'm not really looking forward to Culture but 3. You, I will listen to it, but... But you like that Streets on Lock 3 type of Migos. That's what yeah. you're looking for. Well, fucking uh, No Label 2. That's probably my favorite one. No Label 2, yeah. That's probably my favorite Migos mixtape. And uh, Rich Nigga Timeline is a good one, too. Yeah, it is. That one is... And that's, that that's, a, that's, a, that's a standalone one, too. There's no there's no other ones after. There's just... No. So that, that one is good. Right. And that one takes me back to a certain time, too. That shit yeah. was hard. A fucking, I remember uh, a certain time with that. Well, uh, all good is probably my favorite song off of that shit. Take off, take off, man, your boy for a minute. Take, he's my favorite one. I think I still think he's the best rapper out of the three. I think Offset's the best. I, I think, think Offset's the most. He talented. has the most. He can do the most. I feel like he has the more, like the more uh, star appeal, and he's with the whole Cardi B shit. He put himself out there more, but yes. I feel like if we're just going strictly off like rapping, I feel like. Offset is the Beyonce of the group. Who saw that coming? Everybody thought it was going to be Quavo. He does the hooks. I mean, he really, that's all he really was, though. Like, he, 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 like. The personality? Yeah. He get, he'll, he'll give you, like, a little nice little verse, but. Right. Um, What song was it? Um, Had Enough on, on, on that Jack Boy shit. Like, he had, I feel like he probably has the best verse, but it's very short. And I can really tell that, that she loved me. me. Yep. That shit is short to the point. No, you had enough. And then he tosses it up to Offset, and then that's it. But he does have he does have he has the hardest verse to me on there. He said she got C cup D cup breasts. Boom. Yeah, I like I like the combination of amigos together. But my my personal favorite is Offset out of the group. Um, But yeah, I'm excited for that mixtape to drop too. I'm doing should be a vibe. They should drop it soon. Shit. Um, New Toronto three. Tory Lanez is dropping next week. Pretty sure that a mixtape too, or he's gonna drop it. It's a mixtape series that's become like yeah, official yeah. album now yeah. or a project. Same thing, Chicks Tape Five. Chicks Tape is a, a mixtape series that he's done for a long time. Five of made, them things. He made an official album. Five of them things. Who else? I feel like there was somebody else that was dropping soon. Maybe I'm just tripping. Hmm. I don't know. I haven't seen anybody else. 
Party Mobile. We talked about Party last episode. We did. Eh. A lot of people were trying to say that that album is better than the Weekend album. Really? Yeah. I fucking predicted his sales, too. You did predict it. I thought he was going to do way more. Specifically, Joe Budden podcast that I watch pretty frequently. They they say that um, the P&D album is better than the Weekend's. They also said that Savage Anthem is the song of the year so God far. damn. Rory said that. The song of the year? Yeah. He does fucking go in on Kehlani, though. He, he fucking does. airs it all out. He does. I mean, he does this in such a fucking... He put... He, I mean, he shows he shows his writing skills for real. He does, but he also so, shows his savageness in the song, Savage too. Savage Anthem. Like, lives up to the title. It really does. I don't know. I still haven't really listened to it, though. Like, I really haven't had the, like... I haven't had the... I guess the want to to sit down and really listen to it. Those last three, though, I love those last three. PGT I said, I don't know. I day. like, like I said, I I think the weekend's album is good. Besides those two songs, oh, I, like I don't like. I don't have any complaints about it. Like even that. even like the after hours and blinding lights. Like once you listen to it, like as a whole, like you see how it fits and flows together. So I mean, it it, it kind of makes me like it a little bit more. The I, singles that he put out. I like I like uh, after hours the album. I'm not saying that. P&D's album was better. Don't don't uh, prosecute me for that. But um, I think they're both two great bodies of work. I think I've listened to the Weekend album more though, and it's probably me resonated too. with me a little bit me more. Too. Just a little bit. But you know, I guess we'll see. I maybe that's maybe that's what that would be my uh, what's it called? My homework that I give myself this week. I need to listen to fucking Party Next Door's album. Really listen to it. Really dive into that shit. Really see what it's all about. Right. Right. I don't know. I just feel like, and we touched on this a little bit yesterday. I mean, yesterday on the last podcast, that, like, when P three came out, it took so long for him to drop P three after uh, P two, and it didn't really live up to the expectation that I thought. It had too much hype around it. Yeah, and then. I I mean I like seven days personally like the fact that because the way he rolled it out like he had he was uh, posting it on Instagram and shit like different like he seven days before he dropped it he was posting on Instagram like different cover arts for everything and then he dropped it and I listened to it like it just the time that it dropped and you know what was going on I really fucked with it right and then I don't know like it was just he didn't really drop much after that he did uh, Colors 2 I think well that's when he really got into his writing bag after that he started really Brighton hits work, yeah. Sex with me, all of DJ Khaled's hit, shining. He was really like he focusing on his pen. Yeah, but I guess I could. I don't know. Maybe I just I just lost the. Well, the hype died down. Yeah. after P three because it wasn't what we wanted. Yeah, so after that it was like, you know, like I said, the hype died. We didn't have the same type of hype or the same energy for that energy shit. for, just for like, party okay, next door. Well, you know, here it is. Right. I don't know if that like will he ever get reshelled? Do you think he just doesn't want to do that anymore? You think he's just content with writing and doing that, and you know, dropping I, his little projects here and there, and that's it? And I think he likes being in the position that 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 he's in. Like he's kind of like mainstream but behind the scenes at the same time. He still and he does he's he does a good job of still keeping that mystery. Exactly. Weekend. He stopped that shit. He's he's, was, yeah, he's, he's put Star himself Boy. out there completely as a star, and that's it. Like right. he's he's he left that bag 
Party Next Door is still in that, you know, that gray area, like where you know who he is, you know that he makes music, you listen to his shit, you have a, you know, he's he's been with celebrities and shit like that. Mm-hmm. He has that shit with Kehlani, but he's still like behind the scenes doing his own thing, like in the shadows type shit. He still has a mystique about him. Yeah. And I think it's because he's naturally like that and he wants to be in the, he wants to be in the position that he's in. Some people think because he signed to OVO and he signed to Drake, the biggest artist, that Drake kind of keeps him in that shadow. I think that's just naturally him as an artist. By default, or you think Drake's doing it like on purpose? By default. That's why I'm glad the weekend and Drake never made OVO XL. Like it wouldn't have. I don't think the weekend would have been the same artist if he was signed to Drake. I'm glad he did what he did and created his own lane. Mm. Because he would have naturally fallen into that. I mean, the weekend is just so talented that he had a chance to outshine that. But by default, he would have been in that in that position and he would have had to break out versus he did the work that he did with Drake trilogy popped off and he became his own artist. PMD has always been leaked to Drake linked to trip to Drake since his first tape. Weekend did have kind of that down period though, like between trilogy and Kissland. Yeah, that's because of Drake. (laughs) He put out 5am in Toronto and fucking smashed that nigga. What do you say? What was, I mean, what shots? He says, he? Like, he says a couple albums on the sh- on the shelf. I bet them shits would have popped if I was willing to help. Ooh. So in that time span, it yeah. was like it seemed like a lot of doors was closing on him because he had bad blood with the biggest yeah. artist in the game, and he had to kind of come past that. And I think that's why Kissland didn't do as well as it should have. Yeah, because it's not the worst album. It just didn't get the time or shine that it deserved. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it makes sense. That's what Drake would do to you. But Beauty Behind the Madness, you couldn't hold that. It's too big. Too much going on. The Hills. Can't Feel My Face. Um, Tell Your Friends. That's probably my favorite song on that it was, shit. It was, he was, it was too big. It was, a, it was a hit album. Yeah, it was. And after that, he, he capitalized on the hype that he had built off that album and came out with Starboy. I'm a motherfucking Starboy. That shit is hard. Completely crossover. But I give him credit because on My Dear Melancholy, he kind of brings it back to that dark side. Kind of. He kind of shows that he still has both shades. Like he can do a "Can't Feel My Face" or "Starboy," but he can also do a "Call Out My Name" or what's the other joint on there that I love? "Try Me" or "Try That's Me." That's probably my favorite song. That shit's hard. Yeah, "Try Me" is hard. Makes me want to go steal someone's bitch. Right. <laughs> P and D is yeah. not to bring it back to him. I don't see him like making a "Starboy" song. I don't think he's capable of that. Yeah. I don't think but so. But we didn't think that party was. I mean, party. We didn't think that weekend was. See, but trilogy weekend. I mean, but we didn't you, think. Yeah, but just based off his talent, though, I don't think just like just off pure talent, the, his his just his voice alone, like yeah, he's, he's able to yeah. break through a lot of things just based off that alone. I don't think mm-hmm. party has that in his bag. Like, he doesn't. I agree with you. He's more talented in the in the writing aspect, and not that he has a bad voice or anything, but he's just what Abel's what, a great writer too. Yeah, what weekend's voice is to him is what. Party next door's pen is to him. Yeah, I agree with you. His pen shines more than his actual exactly uh, vocal presentation yep. on the record. Yep. Versus the weekend vocally, I mean, he's compared to Michael Jackson. You can nobody can really fuck with him. Right, he's There's one very of very few people now that can fuck with him. So. He's one of them ones, just pure vocalist talent. He talent. Is talented. You can't teach that shit. You're born you with it. You can. You're born with it. Yep. You are born with it. Um. What others? What are some other things that have been going on in this quarantine time? 
Fucking Tiger King. Tiger King. Goddamn memes. That shit is crazy, that bro. That bitch Carol Baskin. That bitch Carol Baskin. That was a funny-ass, interesting-ass show, Do you think bro. she just question that everybody's asking, did she really kill her husband? Yes, she's too calm. Yeah. She's way too calm. She's way too calculated. You can see it in her fucking. And you know what really get the the Everything in the she, beginning when she when she's talking about when she left her husband and he she or he or she met the what's the dude's name her first husband or the second husband I don't know the his one name, that she the one that she killed supposedly or she almost did whatever whatever we don't know but she killed him when she's walking he pulls up to her in a truck uh-huh. and he pulls up around like three times and the final time he has the gun on the seat he's like hey you can hold this to me I just want somebody to talk to and she hops in the car and is fucking holding the gun to him while they're talking uh-huh. and then they go get a motel room and fuck. The fact that she was just so willing to fucking hold the gun up to this guy's head and just whatever that he should have known right there off. But the I mean, bed. he got nervous before he she killed him. He was like he was talking about he was trying to fucking get the restraining order filed and oh, shit yeah. like that. Talking about that she was she was saying that she was gonna kill him and she, I'm just like God damn. And then boom, yeah, she's too calm and calculated. And it seemed like everything that she did in that show was a counter. Oh yeah, well I mean she. Not for nothing. Like, they really do make uh, Joe Exotic. Like, he is probably a scumbag, but they do kind of make him likable in that thing. And they kind of, and I don't know if it's just the way that they uh, portray Carol Baskin or not, but she does seem like a fucking bitch. Like, she She just seems like a bitch. Right. (laughs) That bitch Carol Baskin. But everything she seemed to do, it seemed like she had, like, a foot up on Joe. Yeah. On Joe Exotic. Like, he would make a move and she would just come back and kill him to the point that she sued him for everything the nigga had and he was broke. Well, he also, shit. he would do it to himself with the blow-up doll, fucking shooting the blow-up doll, putting the dildo in the mouth, talking about the jar, your head's going to be in here and shit. It's like, oh, God damn it. Like, yeah. why are you doing that? Yeah, he was, uh, he was a wild guy. He was documenting his own um, demise. Demise. Perfect word. He, he was. literally was. And it made for great TV. And that Carol and Baskin, the Carol Baskin hit her his second, her second wife, or husband, the one that is in the documentary. That he seems like a fucking like. She'll let him put a fucking chain and fucking collar on him and really like bitch him. Like he seems. But at like, the same time, he ain't played no games. Though, no, he when didn't. He, when he came to the, the picture, yeah, he she with didn't. The shits. Yeah, the shit shut down. She did. She stopped talking a lot. Like he, he took over the conversation, yeah. and shit really started to happen for her. Or happened to Joe Exotic, I should say. Yeah, I don't know, but the the whole thing though, like on the Joe Exotic side, because the Jeff Flo guy was fucking him over, right. the fucking that informant dude, he just informant. he he has that. I don't know. He just seems like a little punk ass. He looked like a rat. <laughs> he did. He looked like a little punk bitch. He was a punk bitch. He was <laughs> His fucking, haircut too fucking annoyed the shit out of me. Yeah, he was playing with the feds the whole time. Yeah, he was, and then he fucking to the point that where when it didn't work, when they tried to get. Uh, them to basically say that he paid the one guy. Yeah, the to, the handyman, the fucking hand, something, Allen. Yeah, I forget the his handyman his, to go down there and kill and Carol, kill, kill Carol, the murder for hire, and they couldn't confirm that Joe Exotic actually gave him money. They yeah. brought in an undercover cop to set up the murder for hire to see if Joe would fall for the bait. And like they didn't. They were doing all they could to get the nigga. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. I mean, they, but even when he was in jail, when they were when they had uh. Which he's stupid too because he was posting that he was in Belize posting yeah. shit on Facebook. I'm like, bro, Fun if you're on the Belize. fucking run, why are you posting shit on Facebook? Yeah. Stupid. And then stupid they caught him. Like he kind of did to him. He, I mean, he did to it to himself. It was like, bro, come on. If you're on the run, you got to cut that shit out. Didn't he run for governor or mayor? Governor of Oklahoma. He ran for governor of fucking Oklahoma. That's crazy. <laughs> you, got, you got a little money. You could <laughs> do anything. That's crazy. 
shit. I mean, it was funny. If anything, it was entertaining. It was super entertaining. And there's a lot of tigers and lions and bears and shit, so that was cool. (laughs) If you wanted to fucking work for Joe Exotic, you had to have at least two missing teeth. (laughs) I feel like that was the rule. (laughs) He had some interesting characters on Fucking Travis guy fucking blew his head off. Oh, my God. That That was crazy as fuck. And like to kind of see it on camera. You don't see him kill himself. You saw the guy like, oh, my. Like, and I kind of saw it, like, from the beginning – what kind of it was a Ruger, right? Is that what he yeah, said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, it's not even low. Like, he if it doesn't, if it doesn't have any shell or whatever the if fuck, if you don't have a clip in a Ruger, there you, you go. Can't. It doesn't shoot exactly. And he was fucking around playing, and then bow, yeah, one in the head, fucking shit off. But yeah, I kind of like from the beginning when they start introducing everybody, they kind like he's never mentioned or he's not mentioned, but he's not in the documentary as far as like being interviewed or anything like that. So from the jump, I'm already thinking either he declined to be in the documentary or there's something he's in jail or there's something going on because you don't, he, there's no fucking up to date interview or anything like that. Right. And then once what that's episode four, right. That they start kind of building that up a little bit. And he's like, Oh shit. Like, is he dead? Like who killed him? Like, did somebody kill him? Sure enough. You find out he blew his own head off. Right. Fucking Joe Exotic. He had two straight <laughs> husbands that he was trying to make gay <laughs> in exchange for meth. The, the shit that he, the shit that was funny though is that he said, "When you watch porn, do you watch the porn with the big dick or yeah, the, the guy with the little yeah. dick?" He's like, "Oh well, I watch the one with the big dick." He's like, "Well, you're not that straight, then are you?" I'm right. like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that shit was funny." Like, what fuck? the fuck? He's a fucking charismatic dude. And then what's his name? What was the other guy's name? Uh, his first husband. Uh, Travis, fucking uh, forget his he name. He looked like that that like the little kid book. The yeah, fucking, when you sent me the, the Dave later. shit, the Dave. The guy that was missing all the damn teeth. Apparently, he for well, like I saw something on uh, on Snapchat that he got his old his grill fixed. Like he Good got that him. shit. Yeah, thank God. I hope hopefully that Netflix money came through for him. Hell yeah, <laughs> he made a smart investment. But he was he was straight too. He was fucking like the secretary or something yeah, like that. Ended she up getting was her busted pregnant though. She was busted, but coming from what he came. <laughs> God damn, he didn't pregnant did that well. chick. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That nigga Joe Exotic though. After all that shit happened, he lost the one guy. Travis killed he himself. Got another boyfriend. He got another boyfriend. Another That's husband. like twenty something young guy. Look like be, he should be in a fraternity or some shit. Probably spend game. Or fucking, fucking selling or I don't know, selling a dream, giving him money, buying him shit. It looked like he was taking care like everybody that he had around or as, as far as like right. his, his his Well his first two husbands he got him through, you know, their habits. Travis loved meth, so he was feeding him that shit. And weed, yeah. All that shit and guns. Blowing up shit. Yeah. I the mean other one really loved guns. He had a pink rifle. He did. I was just like pink camo. Other people don't like it. Make make fun of me about it, but I like pink camo. Like, oh, fuck whatever you know, whatever floats your boat, bud. Honestly, honestly, good old Carol Ben fucking Doc Antle. What Doc Antle's my guy. He was the fucking Myrtle Beach Safari. I think is it the name of his. And you had I didn't even know about him, but he he's done shit for celebrities already. Like yeah, he was his already son like, Cody Antle is all over Instagram. Like I I noticed him. Probably a year ago, through uh, a guy named the Real Tarzan. Uh huh. Um, yeah, yeah, I know that. Mike Holden or something like that. But he used to go to that safari a lot and always yeah. engage with the tigers. And I would always see Cody Antle. Then I started looking at his page and found out about his dad, Doc Antle, and they're in a fucking cult over but, there. Yeah, but I didn't know it was that deep to the point that it's a cult. I mean, he's Doc got Ansel. some. He's got some bad chicks out there. He do got some bad chicks. A little blonde one. I forget her name. The blonde and the brunette, though, them things was tight. There's a redhead there, too, that was in the, the red- bed. Yeah. 
Yeah, he had some things. He keep out three, four on the team. That one that started. <laughs> That's fucking, all they know about. <laughs> the one that started. Tigers, fucking, Doc Antle. <laughs> That's your life, baby. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Sleep, <And> no. <laughs> some food, maybe. Twenty-four hour fucking work round the clock. I mean, when you're taking care of fucking big ass animals like that, that shit must be fucking round the clock. And it's, you can tell Doc Antle's a very smart, structured, structured, overpowering force. Because when he talks, he controls the whole conversation. Yeah, he does. He commands all attention. So you can tell that he's the leader of that shit yeah, for sure. It's fair. I mean, from what they showed too on the documentary, his little fucking zoo thing looks nice as shit. Yeah, like, a lot of people go there. He's well respected. But I forget what he what he calls himself, but it's like God or it represents God or something like that. The name uh, they call him. Yeah, I know it it was like some like Indian name or yeah. some shit like that. I don't remember what it is either, but and he said that, it means that son of God. That chick that that ran off, the one that got away from him. Yeah. She is the one that was spilling all the beans on his shit, talking about she that was like it's it's not all what it seems. Like, oh yeah, like, you know, from what he portrays, it all seems nice, but he's got us working our ass off, fucking round the clock, fucking feeding these tigers, doing this, cleaning shit she up. She said and, that they made her get her titties done. It wasn't in like a discussion or do you want to do it like no they set the appointment for her and it was done there you go and she said like at first she was hesitant but then she realized how happy she was going to be that she had some days off to rest she's gonna have to recover yeah. from the surgery that means she's out of work Shit, and that's how like much that they, they were working that like a day off to them was heaven damn but all right i know I'm, damn i can like off the top of the dome i could already name like five chicks i would be happy to oh you're you're gonna pay for my tits awesome and be like fucking (laughs) that's true but if you put them in uh doc antle's camp they might not (laughs) they might not want to get their titties now they gotta do all that type of work (laughs) but i mean working with big cats yeah big cats she did (laughs) kind of spill the beans on one thing she said that um and a couple other people said that there's rumors that doc antle antle doc antle euthanizes his cubs and his tigers like, after yeah after they get it, to a certain point that you can't really like and they don't serve pet the them anymore and they they start right. becoming more of a, a bill ma- there you go that's what he maintenance said maintenance and shit like that more than uh profit that's kind of fucked up it's kind of i mean that people are fucked up though shit it's <laughs> a fucked up world we live in i mean if you i mean world. if you kind of like look through the cracks of that shit i mean they are profiting off of the appeal and yeah. the the likeness of, that's, of cats. I mean that shit is cool. Like who people like that shit. Like who wouldn't want to go take a picture with a fucking tiger or mm-hmm. a fucking lion or lion. whatever fucking other wild exotic animal they have. Like that shit's cool. People go to it's fucking rush. to the zoo, fucking bush gardens, fucking Sea World. I mean all around. Have yeah. you have you ever been to uh Lion Safari Country or whatever the fuck it's called in Tampa. That's no, bro. It's literally just like an open fucking big ass field, and they let all the animals run wild. Like, and you just drive through it with your car. I went there with my family one time with Joe, my mom. Like, we all we drove down to Tampa, did that shit. I mean, it was dope as fuck. And like the it's like when you have giraffes come to your car and shit. Yeah, you can buy food and shit. And you can lower your window, and they'll come up to your car and you know, like straight into your window, like into your car, and you'll feed them out of your hand and shit. And that's just dope as fuck. But it's like, oh, like. I'm good. <laughs> That's just kind of like like when you really think about it, it's kind of fucked up. Like, Down in Tampa, we can swing by Big Cat Rescue too and check out Carol Baskin. <laughs> see what the fuck hey, she on. Cats and kittens or whatever the fuck she's. <laughs> Her house is insane. She had fucking God. Big Cat everything: leopard skin, tiger skin, yeah, oh, I tiger skin. She just is not like she just does not seem like a likable person. No, she seems very evil. Like she's one of those people that are very nice until you say one thing that yeah, pisses her she'll off. Fucking flip the switch and on she you. Flips the switch quick and it's like, oh shit. Sorry, didn't yeah. mean to. 
Honestly, that's that's uh, how I see Carol Baskin. But so, what was crazy is she was talking about something being fed to tigers, and she's like, "If you want to, oh, you the sardine oil, yeah, if you, you like, just to, cover them in sardine oil, and yeah, the tiger eats the whole thing." When they were talking about, because that's when uh, Joe Exotic, they were like, uh, he was in the cage and the the tiger or whatever the fuck started biting at his feet right. or whatever, and, and nobody was helping him. Uh-huh. And then they cut to her saying, "Well, yeah, if you really wanted a, a tiger to eat somebody, you just." fucking whatever in sardine oil and they'll right. fucking eat that shit up and, and like, it's like huh. yeah, how the fuck do you know that carol <laughs> you seem so sure of it too you think she shot him and then fed him? i mean i mean they did because they they're on like 40 acres right something like that a lot of acres but she did say or somebody in the documentary did say that tigers will digest bones too oh shit yeah, so there'll be like no trace of a nigga. <laughs> He's honestly, gone, honestly, damn, they have I very didn't know acidic that. stomachs. That's what they said, so they can digest bones. And she probably, I mean, if if she's doing that too, she probably kept a close eye on those on the ones that she fed them to, and then whatever they shit out, she probably got rid of that shit and fucking really got rid of all the evidence. She summoned the tigers. I'm trying to tell you, man, that's that, fucking she crazy. powerful. She's that's like crazy. Bitch. I forget the girl. I didn't watch Game of Thrones like that, but the dragon lady that could summon Khaleesi. the dragons, Khaleesi. Yeah, we got Carol Baskin. At least he's not her name. Doesn't that mean like queen she, or some shit like that? She got a group of big cats behind her <laughs> ready to pop off. <laughs> as soon as she goes, <laughs> they ready to go. Fuck, <laughs> uh, didn't there was that one point too where uh, they got like a helicopter or like a drone to fly over her fucking property to try and fucking. That was uh, Joe Exotic. To yeah. try and find some dirt on her or some shit. Well, because they actually took a tour there themselves and all that's really shown is the nice big yeah. spacious cages. So they took a helicopter ride to expose that she, yeah. the same small captive spaces that she was complaining about, yeah. she has her cats in. Yeah. So all that was to expose her. But he was pushing too hard and pushing too far. And Carol's not to be fucked with. Nah, yeah, she definitely uh, flexes her muscles when she needs to. A lot of people like were saying, like, Joe, like we understand you hate her, but calm down. Like you, It's getting to a point where you're doing too much. Well, they were and saying that he was more, it got to the point where he was more for like the celebrity of him trying to be the personality and the star than it was. He used to kill me. He used to sing songs and film <laughs> his old videos and shit. He was, he was, he really he was, was a delusional guy. He was the fucking Tiger King, bro. He was a Tiger King. He felt like he was the man mm-hmm. among men. Is he still in jail? They reopened that case against uh, Carol Baskin. Yeah. Goddamn right. <laughs> they better. It was the husband. Which I mean, he gonna get that shit shut down. <laughs> Watch that husband. He didn't play no games, bro. As soon as he came into the documentary, it was like Carol did not speak as much. He was like, maybe he runs shit. He was running shit. Yeah, he's all the, the he's all the that public perception shit is cool. You know, she was walking around yeah, like all a you cat. cool cats and kittens. That <laughs> but shit behind closed doors, every time she said that, that. shit. <laughs> he did kind of seem like a pushover though. But then, does, you, yeah. you're right though. Like it does get like. Once it starts getting to like the legal shit, and he really did like lay his fucking foot down. It's it like, is. all right, this is me. This is me, yeah. <laughs> I'm done with this shit. I'm tired of it. You're yeah. going down, Joe. Honestly. Joe Exotic. Crazy show, bro. It Crazy really was. Fucking show. Really great show, though. Captivating. Hilarious. Documentary. The first episode. Seven parts, though, right? That's just seven parts. When he's blowing shit up, that shit is hilarious. <laughs> he's like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> he almost fucks himself up. <laughs> That's just in Oklahoma, right? Joe Exotic's in Oklahoma. Nowhere. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Doc Antle is like South, South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. Where's Myrtle Beach at? South Carolina, right? Or yeah. North Carolina? One of the Carolinas. Yeah, I know. It's around there somewhere. We should go pay a visit. We probably could. We'd have to pay, but we probably could. Fuck that. We'll talk our <laughs> way in there. Doc Antle and his little ballerinas. 
He did say little tigresses. Oh fuck! What else? I kind of want to watch. What's it called? I heard Money Heist is pretty good on Netflix. Somebody just told me that the other day. I should watch. I don't really know what it's about, but I'm sure it's about robberies and taking money and shit like that. But I heard it was pretty good. I might start watching that. You ever seen the movie Tower Heist? I love that movie. That's uh, Ben Stiller, Eddie Murphy. That was just yeah. That has a, it has a lot of like stars in that movie, doesn't yeah. it? It's like mm-hmm. a, um, like an Ocean's Eleven type shit. The like guy they have a whole bunch of different fucking stars and shit. Is it Michael? What's his guy that plays Kiki Camarena? Oh yeah, no, I don't know his name, but I know Michael something. About. I I never really knew his name. I've just seen him in movies. Yeah, he was in a, another Netflix movie. Um, damn, I forget what it's called. It was pretty. It was like like based in the future type shit. Damn, I forget what it's called. I'm trying to look that shit up, but. It was pretty interesting. Netflix, they're putting a lot of shit on fucking there now, like movies and different stuff now because they got shit else to do. One, there ain't shit to do. Two, much more competition now for them as far as the Hulus getting exclusives and yeah, the Disney Pluses. So they got to, you know, they got to stay up. up. They got to keep on with the keep on. I hope Ozark was pretty good, too. They just came out with the second season of that. I watched the episode, like half of an episode today when I was at somebody's house. And it's cool, but it's really dark in a sense. Like, I mean, the content's not super dark, but like just the way it's filmed, it doesn't seem like it has a lot of like, I don't know, bright spots. What do you mean? Just like just the way it's filmed, like it doesn't like it's just a like dark filming. Uh, yeah, like the actual lighting of it. All right. Yeah, kind of feels depressing in a sense. Maybe that's the fucking the vibe they're going for. What I is it about? It's kind of about uh, Jason Bateman and his family. They basically work with the cartel uh-huh. and they clean money for the cartel. So oh, they shoot. own businesses to do money laundering. Money la- oh, yeah, and money then he, laundering. Then he gets into some shit with. From what I've seen today, he gets into some shit with the cartel and, you know. Damn. I, I don't know I, it all, but I know that's the basis of it. I don't know. I, I didn't really know what it was. It just kind of looked like it was like some apocalypse shit just based off the cover of it. But I didn't really know what it was about. So I was completely off. Nah. <laughs> Jason Bateman out there getting his hands dirty. He's a pretty good actor. He is. Jason Bateman is one of my favorite. Really? Yeah. It's his calmness. Famous. I like his calmness as an actor. I don't know. It was kind of because he did a lot of like comedy shit for a while, so it was kind of hard for me to like see him in a serious role. Right. I forget what movie it was that I find that I saw, and he was in a more serious role. I'm like, oh shit! Like he's actually like he, right. he's a lot more versatile than I thought. I like him in Hancock. He is in Hancock, isn't he? Yeah, he's pretty cool in Hancock. Will Smith, horrible bosses is funny. Yeah, it is. See, but yeah, he does more like that's what I was. He was more in like a. Comedies and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Damn it, I can't find this shit. I guess it doesn't really matter because the movie, like, it was all right, but it really wasn't all that great. So, you know, there's a lot of shit on Netflix, though. A lot, a lot, a lot. There is a lot of shit on Netflix, but if, y- if y'all have not watched that Joe Exotic shit, y'all definitely should go check it out. It's hilarious. It's interesting. Keeps you in, uh, entertained. Then, oh, uh, yeah. It kind of took me a little bit to finish it, though. I watched, like, the first three episodes, and then it, like, it, it took me, like, nearly, like, three or four days to actually finish it. I feel that. I feel that. But, I mean, it's definitely something to do in these quarantine corona times. It's corona time. Coronavirus. 
uh, let's see. I can't find it, so fuck it. It doesn't really matter. But um, coronavirus. coronavirus. We're still sitting here in quarantine. Another month. They added, that, they added another month to that shit. Honestly. Until the 30th. Which is kind of shitty because I wanted to go skydiving for my birthday and get a tattoo. Did you really? Yeah. I but can't do either. Not going to happen. I just fucking get turned. Break my little detox at home. Get high. Yeah, we're get gonna drunk. We're going to be at the crib. Social music. Di- distancing. Something like that. It is funny like when you have to go to the store and shit now. <laughs> Even at Publix, they had a little like over the intercom. Like, attention shoppers, please, you know, to keep all shoppers safe, you know, please keep six feet away from each other and uh, blah, blah, this and that, whatever. And, and I, like, was listening. I just kind of chuckled to myself. I'm like, wow, this is this is life right now. This is the reality of shit. It's real. Shit is fucking real out here, cuz. But it's like, what is going to happen afterwards, though? That's like, what's going to be scary. I was, like, because, like, well, when, we're done with, when we're done with the quarantine, like... You, we can't just let everybody just, all right, we're all done. Like, go fucking go buck wild and run free and do what the fuck you want because then that's just means to have a fucking second wave, which we're, they're already predicting we're going to have a second wave of corona in the fall time. So that's going to suck because that's in football season and then I'll really be, mm-hmm. I'll really be hurt. <laughs> NBA is one thing. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't really watch regular season. I don't really watch NBA until after the All Star break, but football season is, that's a weekly thing. That is tune in. It is, it is. But yeah, this Corona shit is crazy, man. Got us sitting at home going crazy. I mean, I still go to work, so yeah. it's kind of weird. Have I you? don't know. It's like, I don't know. I still, I'm still kind of up in the air on about how I feel about this shit. Like how, yeah. like how, like the seriousness of it as far as like loss of life. Have you heard these 5G conspiracies? No, you brought that up to me yesterday, but I had never, I hadn't heard anything about that shit until then. Is it 5G or is it coronavirus? So people were trying to say that um, this virus could be caused by 5G towers that have been put up in the last like six months. It's creating some type of like, they're guessing that it could be some type of bio warfare thing. People had fear that when the 5G towers went up that they would cause uh, cancer and certain diseases because the radiation level is so high. So people were like trying to say that it's the cause of what's going yeah. on now. People are also saying that they want us to stay at home so they can keep putting up 5G towers. That's why they're trying to get us to be on quarantine. I don't believe that shit at all, but I mean, that's just conspiracies. That have come yeah. Out. I mean, that's, and that's, this is the perfect time, like for conspiracy theorists and shit like that. Like there's a fucking million different conspiracies you can come up with this shit especially when you're just at home bored and with not shit to do your mind just starts fucking racing and going into different fucking parts of your mind that you don't usually go to because you're occupied going to work or doing this or doing that so it's like now you have all this fucking time to kill so you get in your fucking head and start with all these fucking wild fucking crazy different fucking conspiracy theories that what could it really be or what it is I mean at the same time, we've never experienced anything of this magnitude, so not no, not at all. So everybody's in conspiracy mode. Like, what is it really like? We don't know how to react to it totally. I mean, shit. This is. I mean, if somebody really wanted to take over, though, this is the perfect way to fucking do that shit. Right. If somebody's really trying to take over, or really, you get you get the masses in fucking panic and in fear, mm-hmm. and when people start being scared, they they're they're more likely to start listening to. You know, stay inside, you know, mm-hmm. don't do this, do that, because you're scared. They don't know any better. They don't know what to do. Right. And then you start doing what the fuck you have to do. 
As far as a leader trying to take over, who fucking knows? World, world domination. It's a crazy time. Uh, I mean, somebody compared this shit to um, what Bane was trying to do in in Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars <laughs> fucking oh, in Batman. Yeah, Dark Knight Rises. I mean, fuck, fear is a hell of a fucking thing. If you get people, and the thing is too with that, you're either gonna get one of two things you're either gonna get people who are gonna start cooperating and doing what you want them to do or people that are scared and you can start panicking and fucking fucking shit up right now we're in the boat of people cooperating and doing what you what what they're being told to do right which one's scarier the cooperation of listening to the government and doing this or well, the if they're abiding by us then yeah that's the better option but if they're doing some fuck shit behind the scenes like the government probably is doing or has done for a long time then yeah we're um we don't that's the thing we don't really we don't know, know. we, we don't be, fucking know because we're fucking cooped up yeah. and you can only you know do so much and you know figure out so much and do so much while you're at the house yeah or wherever the fuck you're at right and we don't have all the answers way no we don't yeah, and it's so limited i mean we had this conversation the other day you can do your all the you know you can do your own research mm-hmm. and develop your own hypotheses of what's going on and whatnot but at the end of the day we don't have like the inside information of what this really could be if it's something other than a viral pandemic or not it it is a viral pandemic either way but if it's something that's really um something that came from like a sickness or something that was created man-made put out there that was put out there you know what i'm trying to say yeah i don't know that's because I was talking to my dad about this the other day. I'm still, like I said, I'm still in the boat. Is that I don't know how like the seriousism it is. Like obviously, like I still, like I still feel like there's the majority of us. If we were to get it, which I mean, if we do, we do. And a majority of us probably already have it. Like we, we'll, we'll be able to fucking survive it, get through it, and right. you know, you're good to go. There's still, you know, obviously the the amount of people that are at high risk or whatever, but it's more of just the the unknown part of it because we don't like again we don't know if if you get it and you you know get through it are you st- are you immune to it are you still mm-hmm. contagious like how long afterwards are you contagious after you've contracted it right you know if with the self quarantining how well does that really work like there's still so many questions up in the air that we still don't even fucking know like and that's really what like i feel like that's where a lot of the fear stems from it's just that we have so many questions that we have no answer to and it doesn't really seem like there's any like clear solution to fixing this like is this what's is this what life's gonna be like obviously there's gonna be a point where you know calms down but you know at that point do we go out and like when is shit going to start going back to normal? Like when can we yeah. start, you know, socializing, going out to, you know, sporting well, events, social events, doing this, going to a bar, you know, sitting down at a restaurant, eating like, point. like little things like that. Like when are well, those things going to start becoming, you know, being normal? Are we ever going to get back to that point? Yeah, is our social life ever going to be the same or is it going to be different moving forward once this coronavirus uh, calms down and we're able to go out there and you know re-socialize with people is it going to be a limited thing or is it going to be how we always did it before where we had no fucking precautions we didn't care party here party there bar there restaurant here like is, is things going to be paced differently or are you going to have to 
have a certain amount of people in a room at a certain amount of maybe time. Maybe they, like, maybe they, like you know how a lot of like restaurants and shit like that. They usually at the door they have like capacity levels and right. shit like that. Does that come down like at sporting events and question. stuff, especially for like here in the states, like for football and especially college football because there's some like like Ohio State, Penn State, LSU, like some of their attendance, Tennessee, Alabama, some of their attendance sometimes is over a hundred thousand people at a game. Right, and that shit matters for the state. It makes a lot of money, a fuck ton of money, and not only that, that's fucking that's religion to some people. Some of this, so it's like, do we? Are you gonna have to cut that down from like, you know, you on a big game like an Alabama, LSU, or an Ohio State, Michigan, like where there's over a hundred thousand people, like when like we can't go over this cap of like however many thousand people, even if if it's gonna even be that much. Right right now, we can't just in a group of five. It's like, oh shit, you're pushing it, like. I don't know. So imagine like sporting events. That's not going to be a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Fucking concerts. Not going to be a thing anymore. Festivals. Not going to be a thing. Are anymore. you calling that or are you saying what if? What if? <sighs> that would be crazy. <laughs> it's going it's gonna to be weird. It's going to be weird as fuck. Like well, I've never definitely, been. Definitely like the internet. The internet age has completely taken over because that's where we'll do all our, our socializing. We'll view all of our music. That's where you do all your business. That's where you do all the fucking. I mean, a lot of people already do a lot of business, a lot of shopping. The fucking there's even you can order your fucking groceries to go get them picked up. There's even apps now because my aunt's done it where you can like it's a pretty much like a Uber for fucking grocery shopping. Yeah. Where you send them your grocery mm-hmm. list. They go pick it up for you and then they'll take it to your house. And you, you don't even got to leave your fucking house. Like we they'll were already trending. Yeah. We, we were already trending in that direction. This is kind of like accelerating that shit now. It is like extreme. So it's like, yeah, that is fucking crazy. Ooh, dating. How are you gonna st- like? What is the dating world gonna be like now? Right. Like, just simple little things. Like, what what is the future gonna be? I I personally think that once this whatever this quarantine's lifted, the stay at home orders lifted, like you're gonna have to like take precaution you can't just let everybody just go and fucking open everything up all at once and let it because then that's just you're just asking for a fucking they're already predicting a second wave you're just asking for that shit to come like stronger and quicker Mm -hmm. so it's like how do you regulate to all right well now these businesses can open all right now you can go do this but only a certain amount like how do you regulate that shit to where you know we can start going to live a more normal life but not only still that, be how, safe. How still do you take precautions it to people who have had it for so long. They don't know how to limit themselves. You know what I'm saying? All they know it's that. Even with the stay-at-home orders, like people are not giving a fuck. Not giving a fuck. <laughs> like I still have to go out and do things. Yeah. Right? I still have to go see those people. We're all guilty of it, mm-hmm. but it's because that's all we we know. I mean, been for as, for as much, and it, I mean, for us, for as much as that. We don't really socialize with like we go out and have shit like that, but for the most part, we kind of keep to ourselves. Like people are, and it's becoming more evident to a lot of people that humans by nature are just social. Like they want to be social, they want to interact, they want to have that interaction with people. Now that that's just taken away from you, and it's like, oh fuck, like people, it's like it's like fucking crack. Like people are like fucking fiending (laughs) to fucking. Oh my god, I can't wait to go fucking like do this and do that. It's like, like it's like. One of the most famous ones right now is like, I can't wait to hear. Uh, so can I start you off with some drinks, some appetizers? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's but that's that's the thing. Me. Like people take that like little shit like that for granted. Honestly, honestly, I mean, but hopefully this is just a moment or a period in life where we have to be more appreciative of the small things. But and this is just a strong reminder. But I, I hope that's all it is. That's best case. Yeah. Best case scenario. I, I mean, I've said this before. I like. 
you're going to get that, you know, once the, the stay at home orders lifted and we can start and things start getting back to normal, you're going to have that moment, you know, whether it's a month, two months, however mm-hmm. many months of, you know, people really appreciating it, whatever, blah, blah, but it's like, I kind of compare it to like an on and off relationship. You, you're with somebody, you're with them for like three, four months, everything's great, blah, blah, and then at the fourth, fifth month, shit starts going back down, whatever, you break mm-hmm. up. You're, you're apart from each other for a month. You start realizing how much you miss each other, this, that, whatever, and you get back, go through a cupcake phase again. Three, four months later, you start going. It's, it's just going to be a cycle where, oh, my gosh, like, I miss it so much. Like, you know, I appreciate these things so much more, like being able to go out and this, like that. But slowly, surely, it's just people's nature. They're just going to start going back into That's old habits. But by and nature, things get old quick. But it's up to you as a person to be able to keep yourself grounded and be able to understand that it's like this can be taken away from me in a fucking instant right this can be like nothing is fucking guaranteed like who would have thought a fucking month ago a month and a half ago that this was gonna be what we're doing like we're like i would have never thought you got fucking you you gotta we have a curfew fucking Publix, walmart stores like that are closing by eight o'clock so then Mm -hmm. you know shit like that like keeping six feet distance away from each other like shaking hands with somebody like you're like uh like should i shake your hand like you're getting you're hesitant about everything Mm -hmm. and shit like that like it changed the whole scope of how we move as people it's fucking it is weird it is weird and the conversation continues We'll see what it's like next week. <laughs> Honestly. This is like a week Honestly. by week type of thing. The thing, though, is is that like people want to pay attention to the death tolls and not really pay attention to the recovery rate of it. Right. And like I get it. Like, I don't know. Again, I sound like a fucking like, I don't know. Like, I don't take it serious. I'm, I'm like I have loved ones and people that are in a higher risk you know, of, you know, catching it and it being fatal to them. But at the same time, I like. You can't. I feel like at a certain point you can't. You got to stop living in fear. That's what I was gonna say. You can't. You got to stop living in fear at some point. And yeah. like I get, we got to take the precautions and shit like that. But at what point are we just gonna be like, all right, well, like, is just like that's just regard like Corona aside, like death is a part of life. When are we gonna stop living in fear of thinking it's like okay, well, I can't fucking shake hands or I can't stand so close to this person or I can't do this or I can't do that. It's like right. how many of us fucking get in the car and don't put in our seatbelt? fucking playing with fucking toying with life on a daily basis not giving a fuck honestly you're right about that you're right about that but i think seeing this on a mainstream surface is like made the paranoia 10 times worse well i mean it's the fucking yeah it's the media and Mm -hmm. it's it's because you don't i mean there's there's commercials for you know click it or ticket you drive over get pulled over Mm -hmm. but the fucking the the thing is is that people don't see that i don't know and i don't know why it's different for you know the coronavirus or anything but people don't see that consequence mm-hmm. of if you drive fucking drunk you have a high risk of fucking dying or getting in a car crash killing yourself or killing somebody else i don't know why people weigh that risk reward and be like fuck it i'm gonna get fucked up and drive home anyways to me it's like well then if the, if there's a high if there is a a high recovery rate then why is it that we're so fucking in fear of everything and why is it that we're so in fear of i don't know catching corona and having to be fucking because the most of us that will catch it they'll just put us in we'll have to self-isolate yep and you know just get over it it'll be like a fucking cold like a fucking flu mm-hmm. and that's it i where i have the questions like where's the disconnect there as far as like you you will we're willing to take a higher do high risk reward things in our daily life that was before this so what's the difference now right 
No, I get you. I get you. But I think it's the, the, the platform that is being pushed on and the, the level of paranoia that surrounds it and how everybody's talking about it and how everything is shutting down and how like the, the, the repercussions of what Corona has brought has made people's paranoia level even higher. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand what you're saying. Like on a, on a, uh, uh, drinking and driving standpoint or things of that nature, but that's more personal than it is with Corona. Cause Corona is like a, it's like a, it's a pandemic. It's something that's going on with a lot of people and it's spreading so fast. We don't know where it's coming from or who we can give it to. So I think that's why the paranoia level is a little higher. I get, that. I get what you're saying, but I disagree with that. It's a, it's a personal thing because with the drinking and driving and this is, it's just an example. There's tons of other things, but that's just an example. Right. The drinking and driving. When you do that, you're putting not only yourself at risk, but everybody else that's passing on the road at risk. So it's not a right. personal thing. Well, it's not only a person. I, it affects, it affects people but i don't think it's affecting as many people as corona has affected in one mass situation it might affect the person who's driving the car the family somebody i mean it's it's all fucked up either way around it but johnny's not gonna miss work because of that shit down the street yeah i get what you're saying that's what i'm trying to say i get what you're saying because it's so world i'm sorry because it's so worldwide it's affected us in a different level is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But I totally agree with you is on the point of we have so many other things that are just as bad, if not worse, that we don't take seriously. Why are we not looking at Corona like that? Why is the paranoia level so high yeah. on, on Corona when we have all these things that we experience on in life every day? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I get what you're trying to say. I don't know. It's just like it, I mean, we all can agree that it's just it's just odd. Nobody nobody alive has lived through something like this. Right. Like nobody. It's it's weird. It is very and especially like driving around like it's yeah. very eerie. Very you know. Yeah. You see the you see the fear and the paranoia on people's faces just you going really to do. the fucking store. You really do. Going. I mean, <laughs> picking up your shit through the drive through. Like even then, like when they're handing you your card back or anything, like. It's so it's in the back of my head. It's like, oh fuck, like like if I accidentally you know if I accidentally touch them, like are they gonna fucking freak out on me? Or like you know what's what the funny? F- I've been very conscious of like when somebody's handing my card or a bag or like I'm reaching all around their hands to grab anything. I'm like try- not trying to make contact with yeah. people, but not because I'm super fearful of what could happen. But like just the paranoia that's around everything, like it makes you it just make it makes, makes me paranoid think. that they're paranoid. Exactly. Like, I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to like fucking strike their paranoia because it's like bro listen if we touch hands I'll go fuck just go wash your hands real quick that's it that's right. really all it fucking takes but people are like said it is it's, since it's getting the publicity and the media attention and the way that everything's going like people people's fucking senses are on fucking they're 12. on fucking 12 so it's like <laughs> Every every little thing that you do, like I feel like when you're out in public, now you have to fucking think about that shit, and it's right. like because you don't know how the other person feels about it. I mean, and also you don't really know like if this person is a high risk person that you, you know. know. So it's like it, like there's so many factors the exact, and the, that's pretty much what it is. It's just the fear of the unknown, the and fear that's of the unknown. And we've talked about this before that people will fucking go crazy over things that they can't figure out and they that don't know and they don't know what the fuck is going on and I mean I've been guilty of that it's like when I don't know something it drives me fucking crazy like right. with people it's like if you have something to tell me please just tell me don't fucking play around with me don't fucking just tell yeah, me because it's gonna fucking drive too. me crazy Yeah, this is fucking prime example 
we don't know what the fuck is going on really like we know so little about this virus that it's what right. happens you know what you know just right. how is she gonna we fucking only know go? what we've been spoon spoon fed in a sense you know what we see i mean we do our own research but a lot of it is we see a lot of shit on social media and yeah. different news outlets that are pushing a certain narrative and you know some of it's controlled some of it's not fucking do your own research yeah. If do your own research, if you want to, and we, like you said, we had this conversation the other day. If you want to, because a lot of the news outlets have an agenda to push. Right. So go ahead, go look at all these news stations, but then go to like a third party who's just giving you facts, who's just giving you death tolls, the recovery toll, this, that, this. And then if you want to be paranoid after that, go right ahead. More fucking power to you. Right. But the people that annoy the shit out of me is they, they're getting their information from one place. And they're just basing everything off that one information source. And then they're getting all fucking all up in arms about shit and paranoid and this and that and blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, well, you know, think for yourself. Right. And I feel like we lose that, especially nowadays, since people are just so like in in their own Highly world, influenced. in their own world. And they don't want to really listen to other people or listen to if you're on the opposite side a lot of people don't want to listen to your argument because it's just it's wrong off the bat if you're right. not with me you're against me type shit but i think everybody goes for the popular argument too because people are highly influenced mm-hmm. and you live in the social media that's a age. good point that's a good fucking you know point. What i'm saying yeah. so whatever seems like it's going to be talked about the most or whatever meme is being reposted the most people are going to go with that just to post it you know what i'm saying yeah so man stop being sheep <laughs> stop being fucking sheep yes sir Yes, sir. But all right, I digress. You, digress. you got anything else? You got anything you want to? That's it. You want to get it. off your chest? Anything you want to say to the people? Any clo- closing comments? Any? Appreciate y'all as always. <laughs> that's my that's my closing statement. Go check out our old episodes as always. Check those playlists out. Let us know what you think. Comments, all that you know. Just stay engaged with us. We'll get back to you. Facts. That's fucking it for me. Keep yourself fucking keep yourself busy. I don't know. There's a I mean, especially a especially now, like you told me something that was really good. Find a purpose right now. There you go. There's right. no there's what better time than right now. Right. There's, like and for me, like I'm someone this is for me. I've I've always I've worked out, I've been working out for a while, but right now, like I've I don't know, I feel like I've been in a different zone with that shit. Like I've, I'm seeing my body get to a place that I haven't gotten to before and like shit like that. It's like, you got to right. find your, give yourself a purpose. Like stop saying, oh, well, there's nothing to do. I can't do this. I can't do, there's fucking plenty of things to do. Like get on your right. fucking laptop, get on, read a fucking book, go outside and fucking, I don't know, take in nature. What well, I don't fucking know. Go in your backyard and fuck, do Just something. Like, Eric off. <laughs> honestly, <him> fuck <laughs> getting hot over here. Nah, but for real, like, Find something that fucking pick up a hobby, something that you've wanted to do. We have so much time now. Like, don't right. don't waste your time. Well, this is a perfect time to realign yourself too. Facts. So those things that you wanted to do that you didn't have time to do, now it's time to crack down. So, like we said, time is precious. This is this is a key example. Time is precious. We don't know when things are going to be taken away from us. So fucking right. Not take advantage that, of that shit. Not only that, control the things that you can control because there's a, a lot that's out of our control right now. Boom. Yes, sir. I'm done. I got nothing else to say to you fools. Tell them what they need to know. Um, we already said about the play. Oh, the new playlist. There's a sense, you know, we are Drake fans, Party Next Door fans. We put together a OVO XO playlist. I don't think it had, I think it had, might have like two songs from 
The weekend's new album, most most of it is like older shit, shit right. that's already been out. About thirty five songs. So go ahead, listen to that. Another one, the other one that we put out, uh, Disco Inferno, is a seventies inspired playlist. I like the name in the cover, by the way. I was gonna tell you that. So it's a it's a playlist of seventies inspired music, whether it's samples, sounds, or songs straight from the seventies. So right. go ahead if you want, if you've been on that vibe, if you're looking for something, you want, you know, dive into some older music, some sample shit like that. Go ahead, check that out. Um. If you have any suggestions for any new playlists, that would be cool too. Um, social media, check us out on Instagram at No Hangover Podcast. Like the content, comment, questions, concerns. Go ahead, subscribe to us on across all our platforms. Give us five star rating. Give us reviews. All that good shit. Hopefully, you know it's good reviews. I feel like we do a good job. So, um, yeah, I mean, we appreciate you guys for listening. I hope we give you something. Uh, do to pass some time while you're being productive in your home, finding your purpose and whatnot. Tell your loved ones that you love them because <laughs> we love you. We do. We Peace do. Peace out, guys. Episode 45.